and welcome to the Podcasters Podcast, episode 209. This week we talk about the new Dumbo trailer, Kingdom Hearts 3, Disney Balloons, the new Buzzwings wall at California Adventure, and other popular Disney selfie walls. Plus, we talk about the new expansion coming to Tokyo Disneyland Resort. If you want more info and pictures on stuff that we talk about in this episode, check out podcasters.com slash 209. If you would like to join the conversation and give your thoughts on anything that we talk about, just leave a comment on Facebook, Instagram, or on Twitter. Just search for Podcasters and let us know what you think. You can also find us on YouTube. We are at youtube.com slash and youtube.com slash Disney for two. Head on over and check out our videos, and if you haven't yet done so, we'd love it if you took a moment to subscribe. Be sure to ring that little bell icon for alerts whenever new videos are posted. Also, if you're looking for our personal links, check out podcasters.com team. If you shop on Amazon, we have a great way for you to help the podcast. The next time you need to place an order, start by going to podcasters.com Amazon. On that page, you'll find a large Amazon button that when you click it will take you over to Amazon using our special link and anything that you buy during that trip may earn us a small commission as a thank you from Amazon because we mentioned them on the podcast and you took the time to go through our link to everyone that's already taken the time to do that. Thank you guys very much for the added support. Of course, this episode of Podcasters is made possible by the generosity of listeners just like all of you. We like to call those listeners our podcast fairy godparents, but they've called themselves the FGP Squad. If you would like to become a fairy godparent of our podcast, you can find out more information by going to podcasters.com FGP. You can give as little or as much as you want monthly, but if you sign up for a contribution of at least $5 per month, you will also get the exclusive fairy godparent button as a thank you for your support. To all of our podcast fairy godparents, thank you very much for that extra support that you provide. Finally, next week, we celebrate our fourth anniversary, and we're making a huge change, and we want you to be a part of it. FGP Squad, you guys got a little preview of what it is, so remember to keep the secret until next week. Thank you, everyone, for hanging with us. We appreciate you taking the time to listen. Here is episode 209 of Podcasters. This is our podcast. We're a group of friends that loves Disney, technology, art, food, and more. This is Podcasters. That's really good. <laughs> we saw it earlier today. Yay! And as much as I want to talk about it this episode, I know that AJ and VJ were super excited about talking to us about it. So we're going to give everybody one more week to watch it. And it's we're going so to talk about it next about week. It. I know, right? Ah. On the plus side, I think there's a feeling of satisfaction that we did see it opening weekend. And mm-hmm. we didn't have to wait until the red box, like in true Hazen form, <laughs> or that we had to wait two or three weeks and have to stay off of social media so that somebody wouldn't spoil it for us. Right. So there is that sense of satisfaction and accomplishment in me at the moment. So I just want to nice. thank my wife for making that happen for us today. Shout out to Lynette. Yeah. Woo. You Kisses. know what's so cool is that this is actually a first for the podcast. 
that we all five saw it on opening weekend. Well, once Gavin is Ooh, out is here, it? the goal is to try to all watch it together opening weekend. Yeah. But yes, you yes. are correct. It is a first that everyone <laughs> on the podcast saw a film opening weekend. Very cool. Because, you know, Very um, cool. I'm just going to wait for Infinity War to come out on DVD. I mean, it's not uh, my cup of tea, but it's okay. It's only the fourth highest movie in history, crossing uh, $4 billion. Sorry, Titanic. I'm not a sheep. I'm not going to go just because everyone else is going. Said the Apple uh, iPhone Whatever. holder. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'm kidding. It took I know. somebody here six months to see Last Jedi, so shut hey. up. <laughs> yeah, touche. Touche. <laughs> touche. So, yeah, so we're going to end up talking about The Incredibles 2 in the next episode. It'll give you guys a chance to go watch it if you haven't. In 10 words or less, can you each give like a taste of what you're going to say next week? Because. Ah, there's so much I want to say about that movie. I'll go first. New favorite superhero, Jack-Jack. Word. <laughs> Melissa's thinking hard. <laughs> Edna Mode finally gets her screen time. That's it. Yes. Ooh. That's it. Okay. Ooh, I, like I had it. to think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with definitely worth the 14-year wait. Yes. Yes. Agreed. That's going to be my description. So think about it. Think about it. Since the first one came out, all three Cars movies were released. Uh, Prequel to Monsters University. um, The third Toy Story. Mm -hmm. Up. uh, Was Wally after The Incredibles? Yeah. I think Wally was after The Incredibles. Yes. Inside Out. Finding Dory. Good Dinosaur. Like, so many freaking movies have come out in between the first and yeah. second Incredibles. It's it's mind-blowing. Yeah. So, uh, if you guys had a chance to watch The Incredibles 2, leave your thoughts so that we can read them in the next episode. Mm-hmm. As a quick reminder, next week, or episode 210, is our four-year anniversary episode. Right. (laughs) We have been working on some stuff behind the scenes that I'm, like, so excited about. We've put a lot of work into everything that's going to be happening. There's some changes. I think we talked about the last episode that some people are going to think, like, what's going on? Who are these people? But (laughs) it's all good. Ah, man, I'm just so excited. Can we go to next week already? Right? (laughs) Can we go? It's just, I mean, I... Can we? Should we give people a tea? No, no, fairy godparents. No, 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 no. no, leave them. Got a little tease on Patreon. So if you're a fairy godparent, make sure you check out Patreon because there's a tiny bit of information on there for you guys. And uh, if you guys want to sign up to be a fairy godparent, it's super simple. Just head over to podcasters.com/fgp. You can give as little or as much as you want monthly. But if you sign up for at least a five dollar contribution monthly. You will also get the exclusive Fairy Godparent button as a thank you for your support and access to all of these like sneak peeks that we do, special episodes that we post for all of our Fairy Godparents. So, again, podcasters.com slash FGP if you are interested in that. And, of course, to all of our current Fairy Godparents, you guys rock. We love you. Yeah. Yeah. That's my people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So there's uh, there's quite a bit to talk about. So this last week was the Electronics Entertainment Expo, also known as E3, which I believe is now the official name. I don't think they go by the long name because people like me tend to trip over all of those words. <laughs> so uh, listener Paul was there. He had a chance to walk around the expo floor, check out some of the things that were happening. One of the things that I was most excited about was the fact that there was a preview by Square Enix for Kingdom Hearts 3. Wow, it's about time, right? Mm-hmm. I know. I don't know if you guys played Kingdom Hearts at any point in your life, but I just remember playing this game years ago. I don't I didn't ever play Final Fantasy, which is what it was based on. But the artwork and just the gameplay were so amazing. The Keyblades became a very big part of my life. I had little keychains, and I would draw <laughs> them all the time. I would draw Sora all the time. And it was one of the most amazing games I've ever played. And to this day, it still stands as one of my favorite games on any system, really. The fact that Kingdom Hearts 3 is now coming out for, I believe, PlayStation 4 and a couple of other consoles, mm-hmm. I'm super excited. I am... Yeah trying to figure out a way to convince my wife to let us get a ps4 just to get this game oh. that's how because i mean we don't have a ps4 or anything so this might be what turns us to it i'm, I'm mm-hmm. hoping maybe santa claus will bring me one how about that <laughs> maybe yeah, santa maybe. will bring me a ps4 open. but uh as i was saying listener paul was down at e3 and he sent us a little audio clip of a review of what he had a chance to play what he saw at the expo so before we continue here is paul talking about e3 i got to go to an xbox e3 showcase at the microsoft theater it was not held at the convention center but it was its own like private event uh in it i got to see the upcoming games that were being released from uh, late this year to early next year I saw a list of games that were featured and saw that Kingdom Hearts was on display. So for this two and a half hour showcase that I was at, I was in line for about two hours to play Kingdom Hearts. To me, the uh, wait was worth it. I went to my first E3 in 2003 and I got to play the first uh, Kingdom Hearts game before that one came out. And also the year after when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, I got to play the demo for that too. So for me, going to this line, uh, it was very much worth it to play the demo for the Kingdom Hearts 3. There were two stages to play. Uh, it was the Toy Story and Mount Olympus level. I got to play the Toy Story level and the nostalgia level was really, really high on it. They did a great job recreating Andy's room and the toy form of Goofy, Donald, and Sora were a really, really good touch to the entire level. Uh, I was pretty much in awe of the game, so trying to play it, I had to kind of like readjust remembering how to play the game. I thought it felt really good, but the graphics were really where you saw the biggest change in the game. Everything looked really well polished, it ran smoothly on the Xbox One X. I got to use the special weapons for the for Rapunzel, where you got to see her tower. And in the Toy Story level, I got to see Buzz and Woody on uh, Buzz's rocket. Uh, it's a special move, so it was really cool to see and control on that. The special ride animations from the teacups to Big Thunder Railroad will make any Disneyland fan pretty happy to play and actually see in its uh, Kingdom Hearts form. They only gave me 10 minutes to play the game, but from what I got to play, it seems like they'll be on pace for their January release. 
I'm really hoping that they will release some more footage for anything with the San Francisco level, which they have not shown since like D23, but um, I hope Disneyland will actually do something like coinciding with the release of Kingdom Hearts, like bring back Donald, Goofy, and also Keyblade Mickey. But it's going to be a long six months until it gets released, so I'm still hoping for that January release. Thank you very much, Paul, for sending in that quick recap. We truly appreciate it. If you guys ever have a chance to attend any Disney event or you guys are at the parks and you see something super cool and you just want to tell us about it, you have a little tip or something, record it on your phone using the Voice Memo app and then email it to comments at podcateers.com. We'll put it into a future episode. So to everyone that's had a chance to do that, thank you guys. That's pretty awesome. And thank you again, Paul. Uh, Dumbo, guys. Yeah. <laughs> the trailer for Dumbo has dropped. We got an official teaser. We got a poster. And, you know, when this whole thing was announced that Tim Burton was going to be directing a Dumbo film, uh, I was a little scared. I won't lie. I I didn't Same see here. Tim Burton directing such a, a warm and cuddly movie like Dumbo. Yeah, but but wait though, because Tim Burton's known for doing dark and creepy and weird things. What's more dark and creepy and weird than the circus? That's Clowns? true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, you slap Pennywise in there, and all of a sudden, it's a whole different story, right? I agree. Uh, there is nothing more dark and creepy than the circus, but. When you watch the animated classic that the Walt Disney Company has produced, it's a whole different story, man. It is mm-hmm. not portrayed in that scary, oh, no, can't sleep, clown will eat me mode, right? <laughs> you you see it in this like family-oriented light that, you know, you feel for this elephant, this outcast. And I, I guess outcast is really the key here, right? Tim Burton does really good with films where there's some kind of outcast. Yeah. 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 That's true. And for me, like the the announcement of it in general, like I, it kind of made sense to me, um, Tim Burton and Dumbo. And it's just because of what I mentioned before, the circus aspect. Um, seeing this trailer, though, um, it didn't jump out at me as Tim Burton, like so many of his films do. He's got such a signature style. And so it kind of makes me less trepidatious about this movie because I had visions of Alice in Wonderland and through the looking glass when Mm -hmm. this was announced. And I thought, I don't know if you can really go full Tim Burton with this and seeing what, you know, we're seeing so far. I mean, I don't know. I don't, my jury's out still. I'm not, I'm not really (laughs) sure where to land on that. Um, We'll have to watch more. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I my reservations about the movie was I have a fear of clowns. So <laughs> knowing Uh-oh. Tim Burton's work, I love the guy. I've seen maybe ninety nine percent of the movies. But the clowns, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of fearing this. Like this could go either really good or really bad. However, um it all changed when I saw the trailer because it reminded me of Big Fish. And oh yeah, the way that Danny DeVito plays the uh, the ringleader in Big Fish, and he's also the ringleader here. So I'm like, okay, okay. if you're gonna give me the same vibes, cool. 
I, I'm I'm all for it. And it looks, a, you know, Dumble looks adorable. So I think it's going to be not bad with the clowns. I think I'll be all right. So yeah. I'm kind of excited to see this. I remember when we were first chatting about, you know, we were so excited about watching the trailer and you... When, when I saw your text message about the comparison you made to Big Fish, mm-hmm. it was so funny. It instantly clicked once you said that. Like, I love Big Fish. I, it's one of my favorite Tim Burton films. You're absolutely right. You totally get that feeling from it. One of the biggest things that I was worried about was, are these human characters going to ruin the film? Because in the animated film, you don't really have a lot of human interaction. You don't have all these human characters. It's all animals, right? And in this one, it's the opposite. You have a lot more humans that are part of the script. They're changing the, the, the story a little bit. Right. Just to kind of fit the narrative. So like you said, Gavin, we're going to have to wait a little bit to see more trailers or the film itself just to really get a sense of how successful this film was in its remake or in this revival of Dumbo. (laughs) But I don't think I'm as worried now Mm -hmm. watching this trailer. I'm I'm, I'm actually excited about it. Yeah, you, you called it a remake or a revival, but it's almost a reboot because it is very different. You, you, you hit on it right there where it seems like there's so many more human characters involved to the point where I, and I may have been reading the trailer wrong, but did they do away with Timothy mouse? I didn't see him in the trailer. And it's yeah. like, it's the little girl now, right? Yeah. That's what it, it looks like feels to me. Like that's so, her role. Yeah. To me, that's a reboot. That's like changing things. And, and so that makes it a little more, interesting to me because i don't really care for the idea of let's remake an animated movie as live action and let's let's do it just the same as it always was Mm -hmm. because why i I don't see the point of that so if they're going to try and make it it, its own thing and make it a good movie that makes me excited so you know it's interesting going into it my first reaction was, do you remember the, the first episode we did in 2018? We talked about our Disney resolutions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my resolutions was to give Disney live action remake movies a chance. Right. And since that time, I watched Beauty and the Beast. I watched Jungle Book. I watched Pete's Dragon. I gave them all a chance. And I was kind of glad that they pushed back Mulan so that wouldn't come out this year because I was really worried about it. Yeah. Um, and my first reaction was, oh, good. This isn't until next year, so it won't count as a 28 resolution. I won't have to give it a chance. But seeing the, <laughs> <laughs> but seeing the trailer, seeing those differences encourages me that they're trying to make it its own movie that's going to stand on its own two feet and not be so tied to the cartoon, which so many people seem just so reluctant to allow any changes from what they perceive as their memory or the original. And, you know, that thing still exists. It doesn't take anything away from the animated movie from 70 years ago, almost 80 years ago now. Um, You know, that still is there and it will always be there. And so I'm glad that he's kind of bringing in a new thing with this. And, you know, while it was kind of 50-50 what worked and what didn't work with his Alice in Wonderland films. This one, I feel like, has a lot more potential to work. And I'm actually encouraged by it. Yeah. I, I didn't like the Alice reboots that he did. I, I only mean, saw the first one. 
Yeah, I ended up watching the second one because I think my kids had, had were streaming it at one point and we were trying to watch it or something. But uh, the second one was a little more brutal to watch than the first one. Wow. And I got to say that even watching like Willy Wonka, the the, the reboot that he did of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm a huge Willy Wonka fan and just watching johnny depp portray willy wonka was just not clicking with me there was so much of him that was so jack sparrow and so mad hatter that i just thought ah gene wilder why are you not predates both of those things i know but still it's just (laughs) i I don't know i just i couldn't do it man i loved it man i thought that willy wonka remake was great i always liked charlie and the chocolate factory and i'm a huge gene wilder fan but that's a movie that even as a kid I thought, man, these sets and effects are really bad. Like, they oh, could yeah. do way better today. Completely. And it was a movie, even as a kid, I always wished that they would remake. And when they finally did, I was excited that Tim Burton took it. And I thought uh, Johnny Depp was so eccentric as that character would be. And, you know, it's not it's not exactly the book. It's different than the book. But it's a movie. It's not a book. So it's going to be different. I, I I enjoyed it. I loved it. I think I we're all Tim Burton fans here, so oh yeah, yeah. I, I think we Burton all know fan. that he takes risks and and does weird things with, you know, the properties that he chooses, and that's why we love him, and that's why sometimes we're like, what what are you what are you doing, Tim? What are you doing? Yeah. Example: Ed Wood. <laughs> oh, Ed Wood is so good. <laughs> I love it is, Ed Wood. It is. I love but he took a risk. <laughs> a risk. Yeah, he so. did. He definitely did. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch the the remake of Willy Wonka and maybe I'll get an example of Oh, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you're <laughs> a fan. Yeah, so we got we got all of the Trinity films except for Dark Shadows. Oh nice. Now, for those of you that can't see, I I'm pointing to posters on my wall and they're all the posters that have Tim Burton, Danny Elfman and Johnny Depp. Yeah, so I'm kind of like is, uh, in shadows. awe right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, he's had so many iconic films. And I mean, when you think back all the way to like Pee-wee's Big Adventure and uh-huh. Beetlejuice yeah. and Batman, they all have these eccentric characters and yet they're mm-hmm. so dark and there's so much humor to them. I think yeah. my favorite, I know yours is probably Nightmare, right, Melissa? That's your favorite right. Burton film. What would you say your favorite Burton film is, Gavin? The Nightmare Before Christmas, obviously. So you're going to go with that one? Oh my uh, gosh, I, yes. I'm going to go with Edward Scissorhands. Ooh, that's Charlie's That's favorite. a beautiful yeah. movie. <laughs> I, I remember watching that for the first time. And I remember watching the ice dance. And yeah. I'm a huge sucker for movie scores. And I remember listening that's to gorgeous. the score of the ice dance as he's cutting all the ice. And it's like falling on Winona Ryder. Mm. And I mean... Damn, you know, I'm like, yes, that, <laughs> ah, I need okay. that in my life. So, so I'm going to take it up another lo- another notch. Now imagine hearing this live. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> it, it's, um, it's, you feel it. That's you so feel cool. it, yeah. I mean, uh, Albert <laughs> from the FGP squad had, we were going back and forth on Twitter after he had gone 
to the Hollywood Bowl thing for Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And I remember tweeting out, uh, or we talked about it on the episode, right? We said maybe we should have like Podcateer's Night at the Bowl, where we all just get a group together, we meet up, and we all get together for what we're hoping. I think VJ said he's hoping that like Aladdin is the yeah. next one, which would make the most sense, right? I know. It would make sense that Aladdin's the next one. They did uh, Little Mermaid first, now they did Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. It would it would make sense to do Little Mermaid next year. And so we figured, oh you know, gosh. it would be super fun if we did like Podcateer's Night at the Bowl. And Albert from the FGP squad uh, had mentioned on Twitter, yeah, we're totally for it. Let's do it. Let's go for it. And he was all psyched. So I know he's going to be one of the people that really helps us rally people Sweet. to do the Podcateer's Night at the Bowl. Who, by the way, he holds the record for last year's Chalk Walk. Yes, he does. Of how much money was raised on a per person basis? That I, was awesome. I, he got yeah, he got close to almost a thousand dollars by himself. So I remember the day of the chalk walk, we all got together for breakfast, and we had uh, made an award that we handed out to our top earner. And yes, we are going to do that again this year. So nice. if you guys want to join <laughs> us. For the chalk walk, remember you can head over to podcasters.com and look in the Teamboat Willie section, or just go to teamboatwillie.com for more information. All the links to that will be in the blog post for this episode over at podcasters.com/slash two zero nine. If you guys would like to join us, we would love to have you there. Our team last year was maybe two dozen people, Melissa. Uh, yeah, that, sounds about, that about right. Accurate, yeah. Yeah. Super fun. The energy just going through Disneyland is amazing it's five o'clock in the morning but there's people marching through the parks for a great cause it's a general it's a standard 5k you're listening to the music playing in the background you're looking at the characters dancing around the ambassadors are there cast members no matter what shift like third shift cast members are there with big mickey hands giving you high fours as you're walking through the backstage (laughs) area it's great I love doing it. I think I've mentioned we've we've been doing this now for, you know, about 12 years. My wife and I have been doing it for about 12 years. We brought our kids into it. You know, we started Team Boat Willie last year. Ah, so fun. I'm, I'm looking is. forward to this year's Chalk Walk, too. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you guys there for the Chalk Walk. So, yeah, man, Edward Scissorhands. Uh, I don't want to say that it absolutely changed my life, but it did. I think that was the film that really turned me on to Tim Burton as a director. Mm -hmm. Because I had seen Batman. I had seen Beetlejuice. I had seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure. But it was really Edward Scissorhands for me that cemented him as like, I love this guy. This guy's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so we're going to put the Dumbo trailer in the blog post for the episode. If you guys haven't had a chance to look at it, let us know what you guys think. Do you guys uh, feel that the addition of these human characters is going to ruin the film? Uh, Gavin, I think you brought up a really good point that we sometimes let nostalgia really drive how we feel about something like this. You know, remakes are not an easy thing to do, especially when you're trying to do a reboot of a franchise. Do you think that removing the animal characters from Dumbo that we are used to seeing in the animated feature will will really sway how you feel about the film? Or do you think that because it's a reboot, you're just going to go in with an open mind and say, all right, Timmy, let's see what you can do with this one. 
So leave a comment in the blog post for the episode. Shoot us a message over on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And, you know, we'll read them in an upcoming episode as well. So uh, I wanted to ask you guys, the, the Friday that you guys went for, did we ever find out what to call welcoming Red to the park? I don't think we had. We landed on a definitive name. The yeah, two that I have... like are Welcome to the Crew Day or Permission to Board Day. But she's not really on the ship, which is, I think that was my only. That's true. That's true. Uh... It could be Redhead Rum Day. Oh. <laughs> I'm and sure our friends at Expedition Roasters exactly. <laughs> uh, would be very appreciative of that one, considering that one of their tastiest flavors is yeah. named exactly that. And I'm not oh. just saying that because they've sponsored former episodes. We yeah. do have a contest that's going to be ending soon. If you guys haven't seen that, check our Instagram account because we're going to be giving away some Pixar-inspired flavors by Expedition Roasters, including some artwork by Gavin, uh, an awesome like Luxo ball by Melissa, and a really cool shirt designed by our friends over at Inspired on Main. Go to our Instagram account, check that out, enter it. You're going to love it. Speaking of Expedition Roasters, did you guys hear that they're now being sold in the gift shop at the uh, Howard Johnson in Anaheim? Yes. Isn't that cool? I love that. Like a a Disneyland Resort area hotel is now carrying their coffees. Hojo. That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, That was so exciting. I saw that and I... I had to get on and like send them super congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah, big step for them. That's awesome. So, uh, people at the Howard Johnson, uh, if you guys want to sponsor the podcast, we're just throwing it out there. <laughs> we love Expedition Roasters. We love the Matterhorn Cam. We're just gonna put that right here. So you know, go with it. <laughs> that is uh, so yeah, cool. congratulations to our friends at Expedition yeah. Roasters. Yeah, very. Cool. Uh, I'm not just saying the whole, you know, their their redhead rum is tasty because they've sponsored episodes of the podcast or because we have the giveaway going. It actually is really good. You oh, know, yeah. all uh, of their yeah. flavorings are super delicious. The the tiki coconut is quite possibly my favorite flavor in their entire line. So quick shout out to our friends at Expedition Roasters mm-hmm. and congrats on being at the Hojo. I just love saying Yeah. Hojo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So when you guys were in the parks for insert hashtag name for red in the future here, <laughs> Uh, how did you guys spend the time in line? Because I can't imagine that you guys were in line for five or ten minutes, right? The lines were super long. They, they? were, but they went well, by really fast. Yeah, they since moved. we were there at Rope Drop and they and we only got to do that one ride together, it was, what, 20 minutes, Mel? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, I want to say the most was 30. Yeah. And so I know Melissa was working on a couple of Podcateers posts, um, but mostly we were just chatting. Got it. Got it. Well, the reason I was bringing it up is because we have MaxPass, which I think is one of the coolest additions to the Disneyland app. We've talked about it in previous episodes. If you guys have any questions about it, you know, leave us a message as a comment in one of the posts. We'll be happy to tell you how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes what we do while we're standing in line is we'll play games like Heads Up. 
you know, because they're sure. simple, like people in the crowd really seem to get involved. We've been waiting for fireworks and we'll start playing. And then there's a group of people that just start guessing while you're playing stuff like that. Super fun. But this week, the Disneyland Resort announced that there's a Disney Parks app coming called the Play Disney Parks app. This is going to be both for Walt Disney World and for Disneyland. And it's going to be a map of the park. The most exciting thing about it is that it's going to be featuring trivia. So these little mini games that you can play while you're standing in line. But I think what I felt was the coolest feature is that it's going to have like these little quests that you can go on. And the more you achieve by going on certain attractions, you start earning like digital tokens and digital prizes. So they're gamifying going to Disneyland now or Walt Disney World. So wait, how does it know that you actually went on a ride? I don't know yet. It's gonna be huh. um, it, it's gonna be interesting to see it. So far, the sneak peek that we've gotten of the app has a really simplistic map look. Uh, you know the flat art that people do doesn't look very three dimensional. It's just flat art, but it's yeah. very it has a lot of detail in it. Yes. That's what the maps look like for each mm-hmm. of the parks. I'm assuming it's going to use GPS to figure out if you are in the attraction or around the attraction. And if it hooks up to your max pass, maybe that's yeah. how it's going to know if you were on an attraction or not. Uh, because if you go, you have to scan your max pass as you're walking in, right? But maybe it'll hook up to the other Disney apps. Like maybe one will be try out mobile ordering and get the cupcake badge or you know, you got the burger badge mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but it's just really cool that especially I think for APs that mm-hmm. were there so often, it gives us just a little something yeah. more to do while you're in the parks. I wonder if they'll have something in the queue or something in front of the attraction that you can scan or take a picture of with your phone that'll read as, oh, I'm on this attraction now, you know, so mm. maybe even a VR thing or something. That would be really cool. Um, I don't know what exactly they would do, but I love this idea. It's kind of cool. It's like rack up points like I've ridden Pirates of the Caribbean more yeah. than anybody. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish the app was already here because I would have gone points or coins <laughs> for going on Pirates, and that's not going to happen. So, yeah. Well, we don't know, right? It could very well feature something like that once the app is live. No, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, I wish it was live like two weeks ago. <laughs> didn't the disney parks app used to have a trivia game in it i think the my disney experience app that launched for walt disney world had a feature like that quite some time ago i feel like it was the the disney parks app because i feel like i was at disneyland waiting in line answering trivia questions Hmm. maybe it was a different app but i feel like it used to like years ago when it was new Uh, you know what i don't remember that but i mean Mm. if any of you guys out there listening seem to remember that feature leave us a comment we'll update everyone in the next episode but i don't remember the actual disneyland app having that feature i don't either if if this new one is any sort of a team game i want to be on aj's team every time (laughs) well gee thanks (laughs) hey we're all knowledgeable but it just seems like she's she's got the encyclopedia inside her head 
Yeah, she's so good at remembering. Like, yeah. I remember things at random times. You know, I feel uh, like I know a lot, but I can't search through my database as quickly as AJ can sometimes. Yeah. Like, she's just on the ball about answering some of those yeah. questions. She's so good at it. She's a true expert. So cool. Uh, yeah, so... Again, if you guys remember that feature, let us know. Maybe it was in the Disney World one. Maybe not the Disneyland app, but I don't remember that feature. It'll be cool if we can go back and find some info on that. Uh, I'm excited about this, man, because especially with kids, I'm all for it. This app is as much for the hardcore Disney fan as it is for parents that want their kids to have something to do when they're standing in a one-hour line for something. Granted, that is lessening with the introduction of things like MaxPass, for instance, because since we have MaxPass, we don't stand in line very often for stuff, but not everything has a FastPass available at this moment. So there are attractions that we do have to stand in line for. Uh, but it's not just for that, right? If you're waiting for fireworks, if you're waiting for a parade, uh, if or you're at lunch. Or the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> the restroom, yeah, the restrooms. Uh, it's going to come in really handy. I'm all for this app. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm surprised something like this hasn't been done before, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm for it. It looks really cool. It looks like the expected release date is June 30th. Yay! Ooh. So right around the corner. Yeah. I'm, Just I'm in ready. time for... Just in time for when you get here, Gavin. And the Incredicoaster right? when you yeah, get in line. Yeah, when we're in line for four hours for the Incredicoaster. Plenty of time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> where are they going to put that queue? That I like. I'm picturing where it's going to go. Is it going to go up the pier? Is it going to go down the pier? Like up maybe the pier. that's why they're not opening Jesse's because they'll wrap it around the carousel and who knows Could what be. they're going to do with the queue. Oh, it can't go up. It can't go up the pier because of the um, adorable snowman. It's got to go somewhere, though. And the exit it's comes out behind, behind like, it. between yeah. there and Jesse's. Yeah. Man, I don't know. That, that's... I'm sure they'll break it somehow. Oh, yeah. They're pros. They're pros. They know what to do. But I'm just I'm fascinated to know where the queue is going to go. I'm they can excited. get really creative, man. Yeah. They can. they can. Like what they do with pirates in New Orleans Square. It's like you get yeah. a tour of the square. It's like, holy cow, where are we going? <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you guys were when you guys were standing in line for your 20 minutes, but... The shortest time that I waited when I went on Sunday to get the footage of inside the attraction, uh, we were we stood in line, we wrapped uh, into under the bridge, right around the fountain. We went out of the attraction. We went up the ramp towards like New Orleans Square where French Market was. We went all the way to the stairway where the jazz band normally stands and Tiana mm -hmm. normally dances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We went all the way to the stairs. We went up backwards towards 21 Royal Street. Then we came backwards down the stairs. We went up again over the bridge. We wrapped around the bridge at the very top where you're overlooking the Dream Suite. We wrapped backwards, back down into the attraction, and then finally went into, you know, the left and right, mm -hmm. like, separation mm -hmm. of the attraction. And all of that was still between 30 and 40 minutes. It was moving super fast. Well, that's one of the I great was... things about Pirates is that it, it, it always is a steady moving line, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the turnover 
for that attraction is is great. That's why yeah. they need more attractions like that. That right. it's a small world, uh, mission breakout. They have a huge you know turnover as far as how many people yeah. can get on the attraction uh, at any time. Or Soren, that's another one. Yeah, I do want to ask a question. You mentioned pirates and you mentioned Max Pass. Has the Fast Pass been turned on yet for pirates? Not yet. Ooh, I wonder why. Uh, I don't know. I remember they tried it once before, and it didn't quite function properly. So Ooh. I don't know if they're running into the same uh, issues that they that they did the last time. Mm-hmm. But I've gotten word from cast members that are saying that the infrastructure is there. It just hasn't been done yet. Yeah. In a way, that's a good thing because the lines are still not that bad. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're waiting for Incredicoaster to open or something. I don't know. We shall see. Oh, speaking of the Incredicoaster, did you guys see the concept art for the new billboards that's going to be going up around the pier? Yeah. Oh, my God. Adorable. Yeah, those are going to be great. (laughs) Yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, we posted it on our Instagram account. The first two that they ended up posting were uh, some images of Wally and Eve dancing around. And the other one that they did was the up one, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Adventure is Down There billboard. That's what it was called. That one, I remember they released, I I think, the day after that they introduced that super cool up balloon. Oh, I was just going to bring that up. Have you you seen it, Gavin? Oh, my God. It is so cute. Dude, it is so good. They have. (laughs) So Disneyland balloons, you know, traditionally have been either a Mickey head or just a standard, you know, Mylar round, probably, probably yeah. not latex for allergy reasons, My, uh, but um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, round balloons. You know, pretty standard. <laughs> but some of my favorite ones are always the ones that take shape. Like, yes, I know the Death Star balloon was round, but it was the Death Star. It was super cool. <laughs> the details. I like those uh, yeah. Baymax ones. The Baymax ones. Yeah, the Baymax <laughs> ones. Definitely one of my favorite ones. Yeah. But in the top three now is the Up House. Yes. Wow. I love the Up House balloon. And it lights up at night. I'm going to, I may need to get one. I know. I, my only thing about the whole like balloon scene is that there's no way to ever fully keep them inflated, right? Because the helium eventually dissipates and then they just kind of start to slowly go down and go down and go down. Well, I had a Mickey one um, I, that I bought during the holidays, and that thing was up, I want to say, until like the second week of January. What? Yeah, and I still have the, the one that lights up, the LED. Oh, man, they tied that one up really well then. Yeah. I've never had a balloon last that long. Really? Normally within a week, they're just done. But then again, I, call- I don't really buy balloons all that much. <laughs> that was That's the closest thing to Christmas are, lights. Are knocking it around and beating the crap out of it, I'm sure. True that. <laughs> True that. They're the wrestling with well it in the protected. corner. It's like, take this, Baymax. <laughs> are you looking up a picture of it? Yeah. yeah. I was trying to find it. <laughs> oh, right? That like- is awesome. <laughs> Isn't that great? If you guys haven't seen it, we posted it on our Instagram account. Go uh, take a look at it. We'll also put it in the blog post if you guys haven't seen it. But I, I got to say, this is one of my favorite balloons. Definitely top three. You know, I don't have very many balloons that I'm like, oh, my God, I would love to have that one. But 
I mean, from everything that I've seen on Instagram, it looks super cool. Can I throw an idea out for Disney? Um, yeah. Jack-Jack as the big old, like, monster or whatever. Oh, his, like, fiery monster Demon form. Yeah, as a balloon in October. Oh, my God. That would be so cool. That would be awesome. Or just, like, a little bundle of, like, six Jack-Jacks in a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you could have one of those clear ones, big clear yes. ones that the Mickey heads are in, and it has, like, six little Jack-Jack ones in it. Just floating around. <laughs> well, that would be cool, or right? Or have it... it be, like, a purple clear one and have Violet in it. Or oh, instead of cool. just having one version of the Jack-Jack one, they have a clear one with, a Jack, like, a different Jack-Jack inside of each one of them. Oh, man. That'd be insanity. <laughs> and I'm they've got lights it. in them. <laughs> I'm for it. <laughs> You're welcome, Disney. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, dude! You know DCA is getting so much love this week. I'm, I'm, I'm going through like my database of everything that I went through when I went last weekend. Did you guys see the picture that I posted of me with the buzz wings? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so one, I, I wasn't gonna post that picture because I, I took it. I was like, I look like a dork, and no. I wasn't gonna post it, right? <laughs> Uh, I generally don't You're do pictures. falling with style, man. Yeah, exactly. People don't know that I was actually falling. It's just flipped around to make it look like I'm going up. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, I saw it, and it was really interesting because the the concept itself kind of stems from a lot of street art that we tend to see out in L.A., you know, there's a lot of these angel wings. One of my favorites that I've seen is some chicken wings that are uncooked <laughs> that people stand in front of. That's one of my favorites. Uh, but there's all this different street art in L.A. And I remember when I first posted the photo of this, before I was standing in front of it, I think I posted it either in the story or the actual account. I don't remember. But a couple of the comments that we received were, it doesn't look like a Disney thing. It looks like it was just, you know, spray painted on there. And it that's on purpose, right? It's really meant to mm -hmm. simulate that street art look that artists have come up with. And I, I love it. You know, mm -hmm. when I spoke to the cast members that were in the area, one, it was only there for about a day by the time that I got a chance to take a photo with it. Mm -hmm. It was maybe the first or second day that it was out available to the public. And they mentioned that there's going to be more of those photo ops coming to DCA within the next couple of weeks. Sweet. I like it. If you could speculate what the next one will be, considering we're in Pixar Fest, the first one was Buzz Lightyear, what do you think the next one will be? Oh, man, that's a great freaking question. I I guess in my mind, I assumed it would be more Toy Story uh, just because the first one was Buzz. But I guess since it's Pixar Fest and they're celebrating all things Pixar, um, things with wings would make sense. So if there are other wing things in Pixar, I can't really think of anything offhand. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. That's really tough because, uh, you know, uh, again, I'm not really I think we discussed this in our meeting this week. I'm not really up on all the selfie wall stuff. And, you know, like you mentioned, the L.A. things uh, that are similar to this. When I saw it, my interpretation of it was it looks like something Andy might draw, you know, as oh, a kid. Okay. You know, okay. it, it looks kind of childish in a way. And so it was just kind of a neat 
homage to Toy Story. Uh, so that's kind of how I saw it. But as far as what they, what else they could do, maybe, um, no, I don't know how that would work. I was going to say like a, a car from Cars and you could be like riding in it, but that would be weird because you don't ride in the Cars from Cars, right. <laughs> except on the attraction, which is kind of weird. I don't know. You what know do you what think, I, Melissa? I know it's not Pixar, but I was thinking a Doctor Strange um, portal. Ooh, okay. okay. Yeah, if we can think of other properties, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. That's really good. I like that. I, um, I mean, it, I think it would be cool because oh. you could kind of play with it. Yeah. You know? Well, if they're yeah. doing um, Pixar things, though, which yeah. that kind of seems likely, right? Uh, you could do a bunch of doors from Monsters, <gasps> Inc., and you could yes. be one of the doors. That could be cool. That oh, would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when... I don't know what's coming up next. I was right. just wondering, like, I, I just, you know, if we could speculate what it was. The only other things that I feel with wings that I think would make sense is if you have a hero, you need a villain. So why not put Zerg's wings up there? Yes, Ooh. please. You know, you need the yin and yang <laughs> factor. So maybe they're going to put Zerg's wings up there. The other photo op that I thought would be a really good opportunity is just a bunch of balloons painted where it can look like you're grabbing onto the bottom of it and you're yes. floating away because yes. that's a very popular picture at Disneyland where people grab the bunch of balloons and they like simulate that they're being pulled up into hold the on. sky, right? Hold, hold on. Hold on. I just got an idea. Okay. All the green aliens and the claws above you. Oh, and you're like right in the middle yes. of all of them. Oh, <laughs> oh that could be yes. cool. And you're like, ah, pick it just me, pick it just me. came up on me. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, I gotta yes. see this. I gotta see this. <laughs> you know what? That would be a good idea. photo op for. Um, that's a great one for the painting. But I feel mm-hmm. like you, you remember when they did. Um, uh, it feels like it's so long ago, guys, since we got the Incredicoaster coming, but. Uh, at the exit of Screamin', they had like the the, the photo boxes. op that was yeah yeah mm-hmm. where it looked like you were on the roller coaster like it oh like, yeah you had to flip the picture you oh. had a piece of the coaster painted behind you and in front of you you had the other piece mm-hmm. if the front piece was some aliens the back piece was some aliens and then they had like a claw hanging above you that would mm-hmm. be a super freaking cool photo op yeah. or I don't know if you remember the um. The boxes, the toy boxes with the clear sheeting. Yes. Yes. I think that would be fun. Those were the coolest photo op things they ever did. Yeah. Did you know they had the Buzz Lightyear one at Box Lunch in the Brea Mall recently? No. Really? Yeah. It was traveling around and I completely missed it. It was there for like one day. Wow. Uh, And I saw people posting it the next day. (laughs) Dang. So yay me. Uh I mean, I've always realized that there was an affinity for Disney fans to go find these special walls, right? There are some that certainly have all this lore behind them, you know, like the blue wall and the purple wall. And (laughs) like they all kind of spawn like (laughs) the bubblegum wall at Epcot. Like they all have this mystique behind them. And what is now being hashtag as the Buzzwings wall is really picking up steam uh, mm-hmm. quickly. There's, um, uh, I mean, what have I seen? I know for sure uh, I've seen the purple wall, like I mentioned. That's like the one at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. That's probably the most popular. You're, if you search mm-hmm. purple wall, 
all you're going to see are a bunch of posts of people standing in front of literally a purple wall. Then yep. there's Epcot's bubblegum wall that has like these strips of like uh, purple and blue, uh, red or something like that. I forgot what it is. It's like pink, and then there's, burgundy, and so blue. So does it look like pink like, and burgundy? It looks like sticks of gum. Is that why they call it? Yeah, yeah. It's like a swishy, wall? like a oh, okay. yeah, something like that. Something like that. Hmm. Uh, then there's the blueberry wall. Uh, in Epcot, there's <laughs> the toothpaste wall. That toothpaste wall. It's it's supposed to be the EAC because it's right outside of the uh, seas with Nemo and friends. Yeah. So I don't know why you got that, like that name. But some of the other ones just make <laughs> sense, right? The purple wall. Like, what else are you gonna right. call it? Or the moss wall. <laughs> the moss wall totally makes sense. The one at Disney's Animal Kingdom. There's the. What's it called? The most beautiful wall or something like that? The one in Animal Kingdom also? It's like a, a writing on the wall that people take pictures oh, of. Oh, like yes. You are with, beautiful uh, or something like that. Yes. It's I call right it the Christina the Aguilera wall. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Every time I see it, it's like, <laughs> you are beautiful. <laughs> like, but the point is that there's uh, all of these walls. I can't believe it, but I know one that you didn't mention. Which one? The small world wall. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought we were just mentioning Walt Disney World first and then Disney World. No, I mean, the thing is that there's all of – and look, really all it takes is like two or three people to post a picture with a hashtag. And then it's a thing. And then it's a thing, right? Like we should go find our own wall at Disneyland and try to get it trending. Just like we've tried to do with Hatbox Thursday. Yeah, we should be like like the trash wall. <laughs> the needs to be repainted uh, wall. <laughs> oh man. We and we need to make that happen. <laughs> the funniest so thing funny. is that there's inside the Adventureland's bathroom, the, the women's bathroom, beautiful tiled wall. But it's like yeah. you can't really just take a selfie in the restroom, you know. Come but on. it's beautiful. And people do anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, the Buzz Wings wall is certainly becoming a thing. It, like, within the same day, it already had its own Instagram account reposting people that were hashtagging it. So, all I remember thinking was, whoa, that was fast. <laughs> yeah, you had to show up on that day. I bet, I bet that's somebody who knew it was coming. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you guys know of any walls that we didn't get a chance to mention, or if we got any of them wrong, I mean, we don't frequent Walt Disney World, but <laughs> if I, I know I may have said one or two of them wrong, uh, leave us a comment. You know, we'd love to hear which ones you like to frequent, or if you have any posts at any of the walls, tag us and we'll feature them on our Instagram uh, account or on our, in our stories. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about the ones that are coming, dude. I, if it's a, a Zerg one, certainly really cool. The up one, what you said, Melissa, with all of the aliens, or yes. even if they expand to Marvel at some point, uh, that would be super cool too. Mm-hmm. So I'm for it. I like this, and I like the style too. I know people were not a big fan of it, <gasps> but I like what it simulates. Okay, wait. I just had an idea. Picture this. <laughs> okay. Picture this. You have a couple of stormtroopers in profile, but they're flying backwards like they've been gut punched, right? Yes. And you stand 10 feet away like you're using the force and you're pushing them with the force. How cool would that oh, be? Oh, that is certainly a Galaxy's <laughs> Edge wall. Yes. yes. That would be amazing. <laughs> or, or, or. Oh, oh, dude. Oof. I'm going to strike you in all the feels right now, Gavin, because okay. I know you're a huge fan. 
what if you had four random monsters cross or three random monsters crossing the street abbey road style <gasps> and you were one right in the middle uh, yes <laughs> that would be amazing huh? yes <laughs> huh <laughs> yeah oh my uh, god you're welcome disney <laughs> oh my gosh uh, listeners send us your ideas for selfie walls that would be amazing yes oh my god uh, oh, I'm so you know excited. what i do want to mention one wall that's not technically a wall, but I love it because it's so beautiful. Frontierland's passing the little trail, that little rock area, the wall. Oh, I think yeah, it's the most yeah. photogenic thing we have it's for really a background. Cool. Yes. I agree. Which one are you talking about? Okay, the, you the know new, the... the new rock wall that borders Star Wars land, right? Right. Galaxy's Edge? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for some yeah. reason, I thought uh, as you were crossing from Adventureland into Frontierland. Oh, uh, no, no. Like the rocks where the bathroom is or something. I don't <laughs> know why I thought that. Nah. Since we were talking about the bathroom earlier, I was like, are we still in the bathroom? <laughs> That's hilarious. I doubt we'll ever see these at Disneyland, though. It certainly seems like a DCA thing, especially the, the way that they're painted. I mean, am I wrong about that? Like, I, it, I think it's fine because it gives them something, you know, specific, something, you know, really cool to offer there that you couldn't get at the park. So I think it's a really cool invitation for, you know, people to want to go to DCA, which I'm sure they're going to want to do. So, yeah. I mean, there are areas I feel like they could do this at Disneyland. You know, I think there are areas in Tomorrowland where they could do it. Um, I mean, even how about this? What if they renovated the top level of interventions, which is totally unused right now, and they created an entire Disney magic selfie experience where you've got sets and murals and areas where you could do Star Wars selfies, Marvel selfies, Disney selfies, whatever. Wear an Iron Man suit. Yeah, like (laughs) all kinds of selfie madness. Like they could really cash in on people loving themselves so much they just want to take pictures of themselves take advantage yeah, yeah I mean, of the opportunity I'm, nice. you gavin nobody I mean, does that i do it too we all do <laughs> uh but i mean that could be cool and you know they could really go all out in a controlled environment like that they can control the lighting and and you know even maybe have some effects if you wanted to do selfie videos i mean that could Ooh. be pretty sweet or they could do some uh ar stuff in there like I mean, yeah, Bobby, pay attention. We're coming up with gold here. (laughs) Even on their walls, on the outside. That's true, too. There's a lot of wall space there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they do have the magic shots at Walt Disney World, right? Where you take certain pictures and they do like an animated GIF of. And Mm -hmm. one of those is that up balloons pose that you're talking about. Yeah. Man, if the Disney Parks app. Or the Dis- the Play Disney Parks app that they're about to release included like an AR camera. Mm-hmm. The way that like Pokemon Go is possibly the best example of this, where if you're playing the game and you turn I on the AR lie. camera, relax, it's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> so if you turn on the AR camera, you see the real world in the picture with the Pokemon that you're trying to catch as part of that picture that you're taking. Mm-hmm. So if they took that same technology and they put it into the Play Disney Parks app, you could flick on the AR for that picture, and then all of a sudden you would see a Disney character or you would see, like, the balloons that you could, like, hold on to, and it would just make that app 
so much cooler for those selfies that you're talking about. Yeah. Ah, again, you're welcome, Disney. <laughs> you are welcome. Yes. And and you only have to say thanks to Podcateers like once at the next board meeting. I mean, it's 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 up to you, Bobby. Whatever. That's, that's all but, it takes. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's all it takes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah tell us what your favorite disney walls are you know send us a comment join the conversation over on instagram facebook or on twitter we love to hear what your favorite ones are if you guys have already posted one again tag us and we'll feature them on our instagram account how many walls do you think are going to be uh picturable if we can say it that way once the tokyo disney sea expansion happens Um, or the tokyo disneyland resort expansion happens endless photographic moments i cannot wait to see this thing unveiled oh my god how cool is everything that they announced for this expansion super cool this is the kind of thing that i mean we all know i think pretty much everybody in our little family here is mostly disneyland resort centric Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we have a, a you know, a, a, it's got a deep place in our heart and it's kind of our home base. But I'm so envious of all these other resorts around the world that have yeah. space for true expansion. I know we're getting really lucky with Star Wars Land. Sorry, Galaxy's Edge. It's going to take you. years to get that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, because everything else is called something land. So it's just hard. Uh, but I envy those other places that can just. Whenever they come up with the budget or the idea, they can just expand. And so this new expansion at Tokyo Disney Sea, it's their largest expansion ever. It's this huge expansion in fantasy. It's a brand new port. And the story behind it is that there are these magical springs that allow you to enter this new world of fantasy. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to include, um, Peter Pan, Tangled, and Frozen. And it's going to be basically almost, it sounds like, three separate lands within one. Like, you're going to be able to see Arendelle and Neverland and the whole area um, that we think of as Tangled, which doesn't really have a name. Uh, but yeah. Tangolandia. Tangolandia. I like it. <laughs> Tang- Tangledelphia. Tangledelphia. <laughs> South Tangledelphia. <laughs> In South Philadelphia, born and raised <laughs> <laughs> at the towers where I spent most of my days. <laughs> Sorry. With my hair hanging out of the tower, it's cool. Oh, wow. That's our next project, Rapunzel Rap. Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, it's getting loopy here. Uh, yeah, so uh, so many attractions, so many things. Uh, Peter Pan is getting two attractions. There's going to be a new Peter Pan attraction, which sounds like it's going to be another flying attraction and a Pixie Hollow attraction. You're going to have a Tangled attraction and the Snuggly Duckling restaurant. Um, And for um, Frozen, you're going to have another Frozen ride, which kind of sounds like it's probably going to be similar to the one in Epcot. Yeah. But... So much area, so many things to explore and discover, so many attractions. Like, it's unbelievable that we're getting this many attractions in one new little expansion. And I tell you what, this might be putting the Tokyo Disney Resort on the top of my list of foreign places to visit, just edging out Shanghai. I, I mean, this is just incredible. 
And it's really close between the two, right? Because Shanghai, since it's it was the newest resort, has a lot of really cool technology and a yes. lot of really cool attractions to support that. It wasn't that long ago where the Tokyo Disney Resort had announced that Tokyo Disneyland was already going to be receiving an expansion that included Beauty and the Beast and mm-hmm. Big Hero 6 areas. Yes. So the fact that Disney Sea is now receiving this huge expansion is super cool. Like like you said, it it might edge out Shanghai as the park to see overseas. It's always been uh, interesting to me that Disney doesn't even own these two parks, right? right. It's always right. been interesting to me that the Oriental Land Company owns both uh, resorts or the the resort, both parks, and they license all of the the characters and everything from the Walt Disney Company. But yeah. they do Disney and Imagineering do have creative control about how things are implemented in the park. So you don't end up with like 1950s Mickey walking around <laughs> or like Yikes. Hollywood Boulevard Spider-Man walking around you know what i mean (laughs) so that's great i'm glad that they have creative control Uh, so from what i was reading it looks like they're going to be spending 250 billion yen which is equivalent to three billion dollars to expand the resort yeah that's i mean it that's huge (laughs) did you just wait wait wait. did you say three million or three billion 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 oh okay never mind i retract my comment (laughs) (laughs) i was like wait a minute i swore i heard well the other thing that i that i neglected to mention is the the enormous themed deluxe resort that's a part of this expansion as well which sounds like it actually has access to the land so it's kind of like the grand california it's it's Mm -hmm. connected to this land and it looks amazing, and it's kind of themed on this idea of Disney fantasy, which this whole new port is based around. And it makes me, again, envious, because I feel like we've gotten so little information about any real theming for this new resort hotel that's coming to the Disneyland Resort, you know? It's mm-hmm. taking the whole end of downtown Disney out, and it's taking up this huge piece of land but it doesn't sound like it's going to be themed to anything that is really special or intriguing, you know? And so, you know, things like this just get, get me so excited and I would love to see this. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think that anything can beat this resort right now. It, it seems to have everything you would want. Yeah. You know, as far as the hotel that we're going to be seeing in downtown Disney here in Anaheim, I still stand behind that. I really, truly believe that the reason we haven't heard a theme is because they're just going to rebrand it the new Disneyland Hotel. And that the four towers that that. are currently the Disneyland Hotel will be demoed and something new will come. And so that will no longer be the Disneyland Hotel. This new one will be. Hmm. And so they're just going to expand the experience that they currently have there and add more experiences that are more Disney to this brand new one. I think that's likely, actually. I think that's probably a pretty good theory. Um, what do you think they're going to put in that place? Do you think that's going to be more hotel space? Parking? Man. If they don't add mm-hmm. more hotel rooms, because mm-hmm. if they demo all four towers, they can essentially do one giant new building. Ah. Right? 
So sure. they would have a se- another hotel directly adjacent to downtown Disney, aside from uh, the Paradise Pier hotel yeah. across the street. But even getting across the street from the resort is a little cumbersome for some people. So having the Grand Californian, having what I'm currently dubbing as the new Disneyland hotel, and then possibly another piece of property that people can stay on where they just essentially walk right into downtown Disney or into one of the parks. That's Mm -hmm. the dream for them, right? Mm -hmm. Right. They don't have a lot more land to build on. They're already building the other parking structure right next to Mickey and friends, but who knows a, if they do demo the other hotels, I mean, who knows? They might even leave those hotels up and call it like hotel classic. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, we're, we're speculating. We don't know. Yeah. Well, that brings up another question, which I think came up in our group text a week or so ago when I was there. And that is what is happening with that property that they took on the uh, east side of the park where they they raised the carousel in and suites and that was where the original parking structure was going to be do we know of any plans that they have for that area now uh, nothing that i know has been announced yet that's crazy but again speculation would say that they would demo that area to make more room for either parking or to expand the park yeah I mean, that was always the rumors is that, you know, they would eventually attempt to buy up enough properties to make a third park. But, I mean, who knows how long that would take? I mean, it seems like at this point you need enough parking to support what we have. And so they'd have to buy up so much land. I don't know. I don't know if that's a feasible thing anymore. And that brings me back to the envy I have of these other resorts or you know, at Disney World and other resorts around the world where they have tons of land. And that's the one thing that Walt never could have foreseen before it actually happened. Right. You know, yeah. is that instant, um, you know, boxing in that happened around Disneyland and yeah. which, you know, became the impetus for Disney World, which, you know, was great. But Man, ah, I wish there was just a way for them to say, okay, we need all this space, everybody out. (laughs) If they're expanding California Adventure to become more Marvel-centric in that back lot, Mm -hmm. then we already know that they're getting rid of Bugs Land. That's like phase one, right? They're slowly going to retheme that. But then they're going to need more space, so they're going to move into the backstage area behind Mission Breakout. And I've always thought that... There's a reason why they themed the entire building and not just the front of it. Right. Because there's so many buildings that are just themed on the front because if, if you're looking at this building from outside of the Disneyland Resort, it is so much different than everything else around it. Yeah. And traditionally, you just leave the back of the building looking like a building so that it blends into the rest of the city. <laughs> And I've always felt that the reason they themed the back of it is because they knew they were going to have to expand behind Mission Breakout for more Marvel attractions. Yeah. Now, if that happens, there is some cast member parking back there. There's some offices back there. There's some stuff that would have to get moved. The next logical step, I feel, would be to build another parking structure at Toy Story. Oh, structure. Structure there. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. just having flat land, <clears throat> essentially demo that entire thing and build one or two multi-level structures where Toy Story currently stands. Yeah. 
no that's that's interesting i i could see that your your comment about theming on the backside reminds me of something have you ever looked at pictures of expedition everest from the backside Yes, and it's that's why I brought it up. <laughs> that's why I brought it up because when you look at things like that, they knew nothing was ever going to go back there. Right. And maybe yeah. someday there will be, but there there had to have been something in their surveying that said, yeah, the land behind it isn't really good enough to support the weight of a new right. land, so why theme it, right? Let's right. save the money on that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this Disney, the Tokyo Disney thing, man, that's happening, it's just so exciting. Yeah. All of the attractions that they've announced, I, I, I want to go to there. I do too. I, I, need, I need that in my life at some point because it does seem super cool. I mean, I know uh, currently at Walt Disney World they have a photo op with the lanterns from Tangled and stuff like that. But I think in this one, as, you, uh, as you're going through Rapunzel's like best day ever and stuff like that, one of the attractions is going to be a gondola ride. And the, uh, like kind of the, the finale for that attraction is going to be the, the lantern festival yes. and all these lanterns flying around you. And that excites me so much because that is my absolute favorite scene in that film. And that and- song is so, for me, it's become just as iconic as A Whole New World. That is like oh, this yeah. generation's A Whole New World to me. I totally agree with that. Yes, it's the romantic song of this generation. I agree. And and the concept art that they released of these, these lands and, and the hotel and everything just looks so good. And what's crazy is that, you know, in the old days, we used to see concept art, you know, paintings from masters like Herb Ryman and and people like that and the paintings would be amazing and the lands that were created they were pretty close right yeah but in this new era we see concept paintings of things like Cars Land and Mm -hmm. uh, Pandora World of Avatar and then we see footage and we step into those places and they're just as good as the paintings you know and I think Star Wars Land Galaxy's Edge sorry is going to be that same way. And I think these are going to be that same way too. I think the theming level that they've reached is so high and it's going to feel like you're stepping into these movies. And that is just everything I dreamed of as a kid. And I love the idea that that is so much more possible now than it ever was before. I still get a thrill walking into cars land and walking into the queue of radiator springs racers and just feeling like I have injected myself into the very center of this movie and I'm just living it. And I I love that, you know, I I can't get enough of it. And this expansion in particular just gets all those juices flowing for me. And I (laughs) am so excited about it. It's so great. The bar has been set pretty high, right? I mean, before Mm -hmm. it was just these lands that were from the imagination of these Imagineers, these animators, these concept artists. But I think really what changed the game was when Universal Orlando opened Diagon Alley. Agreed. You know, when Diagon Alley opened, it set the bar for theming across the board that everybody said, okay, this is what we have to live up to. And, you know, it was already kind of in the planning stages, but two years later, Cars Land officially opened. And it was just as immersive as being at Diagon Alley was, with the exception of you were in a animated film. 
You know, yeah. the yeah. Diagon Alley, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you know, you're a wizard. You're walking around, you're casting spells, but you are you. You're, yeah. You just feel like you're a part of that. In Cars Lang, you almost feel like you're invading Radiator yeah. Spring <laughs> because yeah. you yourself are not an animated, you know, person. Right. So that... And there are no human characters in the entire Cars universe. Correct. Correct, yeah. <laughs> Correct. So, yeah, so the, the point is that theming was really stepped up because it went from just being uh, these ideas that people had from these storybooks or these stories that they read to let's put you inside of the story that you're now familiar with and let's let you live out the experience that these characters are living out. That's exactly what we're seeing now. Look at Galaxy's Edge. You're essentially mm-hmm. going to be a Jedi or whatever side you choose. You, you're not necessarily a Jedi, but you're going to be inside of that world. Look at Pandora. I mean, look how amazing yeah. that looks. Exactly. And that's really what we're going to see going forward. That's exactly what we're seeing with the Tokyo Disneyland expansion. And I'm excited for what's going to be coming up next. I'm excited and I'm worried, you know, at the same time, because as we expand and as we grow, you know, in, in the industry, uh, you know, we are going to begin to lose some of those classic attractions because they're no longer going to fit. You know, they're no longer going to be as high as that bar that's been raised. And there's yeah. only so far that nostalgia can take you before people say, eh, the park is old and nostalgia wears off. And they say, well, let's go to this brand new shiny one uh, again. Troublesome, but exciting all at the same time. I agree. And, and one thing we learned from uh, the first year of Shanghai Disney's uh, existence is that while all of these resorts are run as separate businesses, the financial struggles of one can affect the others. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the budgets for the first year of Shanghai um, ended up affecting the domestic parks drastically. And, you know, so as money is being pushed into other resorts around the world, it may mean less expansion for the next few years for domestic parks as well. Uh, hopefully the health of all the parks maintains itself. But, uh, you know, I, I think, again, at Disneyland Resort, there's not much more area for them to do. You know, like we've yeah. got the area that you mentioned for Marvel. But after that, it's tight quarters you know it's it's amazing that they've been able to push out the administrative and warehousing areas to other satellite you know locations so that they could accommodate these changes you know which we love but yeah it's getting the logistics at the disneyland resort have to be insane like compared to the other resorts around the world where they've got space to just kind of map out what they want to do and play with it like at disneyland it's got to be a logistics nightmare i I don't envy the people that have to organize and you know get all that stuff straight i agree all right well if you guys haven't seen the concept art for the tokyo disneyland resort expansion that's going to be happening we're going to post that in the blog post for the episode over at pocketeers.com slash 209 Go check it out. Leave us your comments. Join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. Give us your thoughts. We'd love to hear them. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a that's a good place to wrap it up for this week, guys. What do you think? Yeah. I think Sounds so. Good. So uh, before we wrap up officially, just a couple of quick reminders. Next week, again, it is our fourth anniversary episode. 
We got some exciting changes coming up to Podcateers, so we're excited about that. Fairy Godparents, you got a tiny preview of that on Patreon. Thank you all for your comments, and uh, we're super excited about it. We're super excited about the future, everything else that we're planning. Uh, Teamboat Willie, we are officially signed up for the Chalk Walk this year. Whoop, whoop. We are trying to raise $5,000 to help the Children's Hospital in Orange County. So if you have a couple bucks that you can spare, if you can give up that cup of coffee to help a child that is suffering from one of many illnesses that the Children's Hospital helps out with, you know, go drop us a couple bucks. Uh, if you go to teamboatwilly.com or podcateers.com and click on the Teamboat Willie page, you'll see a link there where you can make a donation and maybe even sign up to be on Teamboat Willie to join us the morning of the Chalk Walk to walk the 5K around Disneyland and California Adventure to benefit Chalk. Uh, also, send us your questions. We're planning to do a Q&A episode very soon. Thank you to those that have sent uh, or given us questions when we've been walking around the parks and stuff like that. You can either send them to comments at podcateers.com or shoot us a message on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. You know, we'll, we're going to bank those questions and then we're going to talk about them in future episodes. So, again, thank you. Make sure that you send that over to us. Uh, as I mentioned before, if you guys want to help support the podcast, a great way to do that is to become a fairy godparent of Podcateers. You can go to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. On that page, you'll also find a list of all of our current fairy godparents. You can give as little or as much as you want monthly. But again, for that $5 donation monthly, you will get the exclusive fairy godparent button, which I think once we begin to tier out on Patreon, I think one of the higher ones is going to I'm going to put that logo on a T-shirt. And if you have like a higher tier, like you'll also get the fairy godparent T-shirt. I like, like it. I've been thinking a lot about that recently. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be one of the cool like tiers. Plus, I think the the birthday uh, shout outs are also going to become exclusive to fairy godparents. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, anybody that signed up will still get their shout outs. But um, I think going forward, the, the birthday shout outs are going to be exclusive to fairy godparents. So just throwing that out there. I like it. So, yeah, more information, podcasters.com slash FGP. Uh, another great way to help out the podcast is if you shop on Amazon. Before you place that next order, start that journey by going to podcasters.com slash Amazon and clicking on the huge Amazon button on that page. Again, it's it's it ridiculously large. It's way Ginormous. too large to be a standard button, but I thought it was funny. And now what I thought was funny <laughs> has just become a thing that I can't really change because people go looking for this huge Amazon button. So now I feel bad changing it because we've gone so long with this big Amazon button. That's so, the only place I know where to find Amazon anymore. <laughs> with the big Amazon <laughs> button, right? Uh, so podcateers.com slash Amazon. Click on the big button. It'll take you to Amazon using our special link. And anything that you purchase may earn us a small commission as a thank you from Amazon because we mentioned them on the podcast and you purchased something using our special link. To everyone that's already doing that, thank you guys very much. That support definitely helps us out as well. If you guys are searching for us, our personal social links, head on over to podcateers.com slash team there you will find all of our social links facebook instagram twitter etsy all of it it's all there except for vero we gave up on that one (laughs) i I know i sure did i don't know what happened it was like super cool for like 12 hours and then we couldn't (laughs) connect to the server and then i was like forget this i'm done vero to zero 
kind of <laughs> like that's kind of how i feel zero to zero <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, podcasters.com slash team. You'll find out who our favorite characters are. Let us know if any of you match up to our favorite characters. Uh, on YouTube, you will find us at youtube.com slash and youtube.com slash Disney for two. Go check out the videos. Leave a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channels and make sure that you hit that little bell icon for notifications whenever new videos are posted so that YouTube actually notifies you because apparently subscribing just isn't enough anymore. You got to subscribe and hit the little bell icon to know when people post new stuff. I know. Thanks, YouTube. It's all good. But, you know, stop making it hard for people to know when we post new videos. I'm just Come saying. on, YouTube. I love you. But stop. Stop. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, and that is going to wrap it up for this episode. So before we do anything else you guys want to mention? I'm just really excited for next week. Woo! I really yeah, am. I'm, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. All right, so here we go, guys. Next week, fourth anniversary of Pocketeers. So until next week, here is two beers, cheers, and Mickey ears. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Stay super. <laughs> Bye. Bye.